me it ain't gonna get better than the Phantom Menace. Shayla is Shayla. a punk rocker, Shayla is it's Shayla. a punk rocker, Shayla is it's Shayla. a punk rocker, what? what you going on at me for, Roy? You're always going on at me, stop going on at me. What, you can do it your own way, but it's still Shayla. Honestly. Yeah, Sheena. Yeah, you just you keep your big head. Do it your own way. What right, love. Welcome to this special Boxing Day edition of the Dukey Radio Show. For many of you listening to this on the day of release, you may be suffering from cabin fever, sugar overload, hangovers, exhaustion, and your emotions may be in tatters. Indeed, while taking in the harsh daylight reality of the real world just prior to pressing record, I saw many people suffering from some, if not all of those, side effects of Yuletide goodness in tandem in my neighbourhood. I felt for them. It was not a pretty sight. In today's episode, entitled Boxing Day Clever, we'll explore what happens to a band when their van breaks down en route to a festival in Tour Talk. I'll also relive the embarrassment of having a punk bass legend not only witnessing, but filming the worst gig of my adult life. And in the return of Cover of a Cover, we put Madonna's ray of light in, well, a new and old light. Are you troubled by spots, blemishes and flaky skin? Well, download the Dookie Radio Show every Monday and your skin will be looking clear, radiant and luscious in no time. The Dookie Radio Show, your key to beautiful skin. Oh, hello, darling. Has anybody told you that you've got beautiful skin? Yes, all the time. Mate, if we don't get the motor started, this whole tour ain't gonna happen, is it? It's all gonna go tits up, is it? Oh, hello? Ah, Eureka! Here we go! It's time for Tour Talk! It's time for Tour Talk! I love the Tour Talk! It's time for Tour Talk! Gonna talk about a tour! Gonna talk about a tour! I thought I was doing the air bit. You know, there's talk and there's rumours. In this instalment of Tour Talk, I cannot stress just how relevant that bit of banter before the theme song kicks in actually is, because today's tale involves transport problems. But whereas the protagonist in the Tour Talk jingle is able to have a eureka moment, my own experience a few weeks ago was not blessed with such luck. I must warn you, some of this tale is not very pretty. In fact, there are some decidedly raw and very human moments. 
It was a cold and brisk Saturday morning when the band I was playing with, The Duel, set off from North London to a festival on the North Devon coast. Long-term Dukey Radio Show listeners may remember my sometime co-presenter, Welshy, from earlier episodes. The Channel Island-born drummer was on board for this particular outing and it would have represented our first live outing together in nearly a year. In good spirits, we met our van driver, a highly affable half-Dutch chap, and loaded our equipment and ourselves into the fine-looking Volkswagen Splitter. The festival we were due to perform at had an impressive lineup of punk aristocracy, including the Buzzcocks, Anti-Nowhere League and the members. Making our way from North London onto the M4 motorway was smooth and everyone on board was bonding and discussing everything under the sun. And there was a little bit of sun making its way through the windows of the fantastic German piece of van engineering that we were being transported in. Little did we know what was going to happen next. Just outside Reading, about a quarter of the way to our final destination in the West Country, our driver made a sudden stop and indicated that smoke and all sorts were being blown out of the engine. It seems pretty serious, but uh, I've got roadside cover, so we should be OK, said the half-Dutch man in an accent that was not even close to being as thick as what I just attempted to do there. Apologies to any of our listeners from the Low Countries. It was done with love. My impression, that is. The southeast of England has been unseasonably warm this December, but the M4 was anything but as we left the vehicle for safety reasons and waited for the roadside emergency crew to arrive. And we waited and waited and waited some more. It was cold and windy and... The juggernauts, lorries, buses and vehicles jetting past added extra spikes of frosty discomfort to all of us. With the stage time looming nearer and nearer and a van still cold and static on the motorway, we all summoned the British Spirit of the Blitz and put out SOS messages on Facebook, Twitter, as well as making phone calls to friends, near friends, acquaintances to find alternative means of transport. Somewhere on the N4, stop... Near Reading, stop, banned with gear and a broken dying van, desperately needs to get to Devon by stage time. Stop. Despite the fact that many a Facebook friend put feelers out on our behalf, time was not our best friend at this particular juncture. We'd collectively established a time set in the sadly not-too-distant future by which the gig would be an impossibility to get to under our own steam, or anyone else's for that matter. Hope was not lost, however. Roadside services were still on their way, although taking ages. And we were becoming increasingly cold when a call came in. Not from a man with a van, or from a woman with a car, but rather a different kind of call altogether. A call of nature. And this particular call to myself, was on line number two, if you know what I mean. When the desire for fecal discharge reached its own stage of no return, I had to go in search of a, an appropriate place to release 
A temporary home on this windy stretch of the M4 was incredibly exposed, and ultimately I wanted to do whatever I could to keep my dignity intact. But needs were becoming, quite literally, pressing. I will spare you all the gory and odiferous details in their squatting and near-acrobatic glory, but this experience was far from being the highlight of my life. And for those motorists who caught a glimpse of a vulnerable yours truly being human, I'm terribly sorry. When I emerged from my sorry excuse for a hiding place to return to the rest of the gang, Welshy indicated that he too was experiencing a similar need and made inquiries as to the exact location where I decided to add something special to the local scenery. The drummer returned sometime later and embarrassingly said that he admired my work and had added to it. The rock and roll road is certainly not a glamorous place. Before we could fill me in with all of the gory details, roadside recovery arrived to the scene. The cavalry were here. We might just make it. Did we? Did we fuck? Despite some 45 minutes attempting to remedy the problem, it was deemed that towing would be the only solution for the Dutchman's Volkswagen by our roadside recovery angel. And sadly, we could only be towed initially to an A-road lay-by before awaiting a larger vehicle to do the rest of the journey. Time was up. And as for the gig, it wasn't gonna fucking happen. I'll spare you the details about how we eventually returned home, apart from the fact that it involved a small hire car, that is all that was available, two trains for the band members who couldn't make it in said hire car, and some 12 hours. Reading is not far away from London at all. Oh, and two motorway poos. And the second Tour Talk experience involves myself playing an all-time worst adult gig in front of a bass-playing legend. I'm not going to mention any names here to protect the guilty. The location? An iconic small venue in London and one that recently had a new sound system installed earlier that day, in fact, which was, at best, underpowered, and, at worst, was made nearly useless by a more green than keen sound engineer. With a truly bad omen soundcheck behind us, every deity had been consulted by the agnostic band I was playing with to make it... Our set, that is, sound halfway decent when it was finally showtime. Unfortunately, however, all the gods we made contact with must have been out doing their Christmas shopping as the fecal matter was about to hit the high-powered fan in a big way. The support band were not only substandard but genuinely instilled hatred amongst the crowd. I'll call them... Rotter damned. I've seen hecklers taunt comedians on stage, but never have I seen a band genuinely have a go at the audience for no good reason. Oi, you, wanker, you look like a cock sparrow fan, you camp. 
This was a surprising bit of dialogue because Rotterdam looked like they'd be Coxborough fans themselves. Coxborough being a legendary punk band. When a woman made her way past the stage to get to the loo, the singer yelled out, You know that bird that just walked into the box? She's gone in there for a shit. Classy stuff. Rotterdammed were not to my taste. And as for our live set, it was unpleasant. We could barely hear each other. Our drummer had to look at the movements of the singer's bum to work out where we were in the song. There was also a load-bearing pillar between me and the rest of the band on stage. The monitoring system was non-existent. And to make matters worse, a bass-playing legend was in attendance, watching us, listening to us, and taking photos of us while we collectively got through a personal worst in the gig-playing stakes. Now, this bass-playing legend is a nice chap. I met him for the first time earlier that evening. Love his band. He has an amazing musical legacy behind him. And it was his first time seeing us, me, play live. As soon as we got to the second song, I prayed for it to be over. Eventually, it was. Now, when it was all done and we were loading our gear out, he paid us a good compliment afterwards, saying that it was a great set. I felt embarrassed. And a Dave Gilmore quote came to mind. One of the very irritating things about being post-show is when it's been a bad one and someone comes in and says, that was fucking great, you know, because you resent them and you think, what the fuck do you know? It was crap. Normally, I wouldn't subscribe to the views of Pink Floyd's guitarist, illustrated just there. And I didn't that night, but I have to admit, for a split micro millisecond, that thought had entered my mind. Really briefly. Then I got my act together. But then I wondered to myself, did that lass who walked by the support band, did she genuinely go to the loo for a poo? Maybe Rotterdam had some kind of sixth sense. Lord knows, we kind of went for a poo on stage that night. Hey, Gwendolyn, that ballroom sure looks swell. Here's a tune so nice you're gonna wanna draw sweet nothings on the back of your ration book. Here we go. It's a cover, of a cover, of a cover, of a cover, a cover, of a cover, of a cover, of a cover, a cover, of a cover, of a cover, of a cover. It's a cover, of a cover, and a cover, of a cover. It's a cover of a cover. Do you get it? Yeah, okay, enough said. Get me Glenn Miller on the phone. Hey, what? Is he missing? What? What gives? It's a cover of a cover. What we do is to take a famous song such as... Which most people out there in Radioland might not realise is in fact a cover of a far less successful original version. We'll wax lyrical about the famous version... I like Tiffany, she was fit. She used to like perform in like shopping malls and stuff. Years before Avril Levine or whatever her name is. Yeah. Oh, I like to be alone with her. 
We'll then play a generous helping of the original version, which in this particular case is Tommy James and the Shondells. Children behave, that's what they say when we're together. We'll then round everything up by playing a sexy, full-length version of a cover of a cover, which in this particular case is Snuff, with their unique take on I Think We're Alone Now. And that is what Cover of a Cover is all about. In this instalment of Cover of a Cover, we look at Madonna's Ray of Light, a track the actress Anna Friel is a big fan of. Released in 1998, Madge's Ray of Light features top-notch dance production from William Orbit and lyrics that can best be described as... Hippie-ish, dude. The hippie-ish lyrics are no surprise because Ms. Chicone's track is in fact based heavily on a far less successful tune from 1971 by British psychedelic band Curtis Muldoon called Seferin. Thank you. 
the God of nature, spare them of their fears. Quicker than a ray of light, then gone for someone else shall need them through the testing year. And here's a snippet of Iggy Pop and the Stooges performing a slightly Detroit garage band stroke punky version of Madonna's tune. Or is it Curtis Muldoon's tune? Change your word, earn a third. That's this year's Christmas cracker well and truly pulled, complete with an assortment of poo-related stories and performances. You've been listening to Boxing Day Clever. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. May the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening and happy Boxing Day. Half a pound of tuppany rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. On Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find It will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. It's Boxing Day and a lot of people have got cabin fever. 
this tune goes out to them. Merry Christmas, I don't want to fight tonight with... 